You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, listeners. We're, we're here. We're doing the show again live. And we're hoping everything goes according to plan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a couple uh, couple things we're working on right now to make sure we're good to go, but everything looks good so far. Good. Um, everyone's probably wondering, why are we live again? again? Yeah, that's true. We keep, we keep doing this. We keep going live. We got the bug. But well, no, we have a real reason we have this, a real week. Reason this week. <laughs> this week is a very special week um, here at CFRC. It is the... 13th annual CFRC funding drive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that CFRC is a not-for-profit radio station, so a lot of the funding um, that the station gets are from generous donors. Um, yes, grants, like you. That type of thing. Like you, all of you <laughs> out there. Um, so before we get started today, we just want to kind of give a little shout-out to CFRC and, and let you know that um, we're going to, throughout the show, um, talk to you uh, a little bit about ways you can get involved mm-hmm. in this funding drive. Um, obviously, there is donations that we are accepting throughout the week. There's also three very fun events coming up um, that we'll talk about and preview a little bit later. Um, but for now, um, the CFRC funding drive is on. So if you're interested in giving a donation to CFRC, you can call the line where we have great volunteers that are sitting waiting to take your call. So you can call 613-533-2372. So that's 613-533-CFRC. You can call, you can give a credit card over the phone. You can also uh, donate securely online at cfrc.ca, where you can choose between a tax receipt or a fun gift, which does include free movie tickets. That's a pretty good... uh pretty good prize you can get or gift you can get uh, tickets to the screening room for donating to cfrc i'm biased but that's obviously the the present i would choose yeah that's what i would want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um but yeah you know if you want to uh, donate and contribute to um to cfrc please do so at any point in time this week online phones are open 8 a.m till 11 p.m uh, until november 9th um and also just mention that you're donating because you like screening in kingston that'd make us feel good give us a shout out um so we're gonna get started um, with a couple different things today, Taylor, um, because we we had a busy week last week. A lot Halloween. of fan questions. Yeah, it was a crowd favorite, apparently. Well, I mean, it was it was one of our best shows. I yeah, think. I, I think so. I had a it. ton of fun, and I hope our listeners did too. It sounds like they might have. Well, and I I think we also you know one of the things that I did see the most of, which I I will apologize to some listeners out there. We're not going to get to all your questions this week. Um, we are going to have to do some of the questions next week. So what I did was I took questions that I felt could wait a week. They're not time sensitive. And so if you don't hear your um, questions read aloud today, I do apologize. But you will hear them on next week's show. Yes. We'll promise to put you in there. Stay tuned. Um, but one of the questions we did get from a lot of people is, did you know what movies did we end up watching on Halloween mm. and did we enjoy ourselves? I watched Beetlejuice and Sleeping Hollow mm-hmm. and I did enjoy myself, although we had to stop sometimes to get the candy to the kids so it does kind of you know change the rhythm of your movie watching but two good good movies did you have a lot of kids come by to do that more than last year that's great yeah cool so we're happy um i can't remember what i watched now because i'm being putting myself on the spot i know the others um, oh yeah with with nicole kidman that's a good um, one and then um yeah i don't remember anything else 
I know Did I you eat your others. spinach dip? I had spinach dip. Good. And it was fantastic. Excellent. Um, so we're going to get to fan questions now and talk a little bit, uh, answer some of those questions before we get into the movie that we saw this week, um, The Old Man and the Gun, which is now playing at the screening room. That is starring Robert Redford. We will get to that movie in a bit. But first, uh, as always, fan questions. So we start from Robert on Twitter, who says, um, my mom and aunt saw The Exorcist when it first came out. They left partway through because they were laughing at it. Um, that's interesting because I would have, because I think we both mentioned that movie last week saying it was pretty scary. It was on my was on top list, of, yeah. yeah, the top picks list. I think, um, I mean, contrary to the news at the time in the 70s, people had to leave in ambulances and stuff. I've heard people like throwing up in the aisles, but not people laughing the movie out. I would understand that a little bit more now. like Because it's hokey. Yeah, if if Robert's mom and aunt had seen it now and right. thought that was the first time, because it is a little hokey and it is a little dated, but I don't know. I still think it kind of holds up, and that just surprises me that they didn't uh, they didn't find it scary at all. They thought it was hokey. Yeah, I'd like to meet his mother and aunt. They yeah. must be very tough. Yeah, tough women. That's that's really that's <laughs> like a really interesting. That's really interesting to me because I the first time I saw it, The Exorcist, I was still I think a little older and, and thought it was pretty scary. So I think I was maybe. Uh, 16 when I first saw it mm -hmm. and it scared me so mm -hmm. I don't know I'd like to know what what they find scary yeah, yeah. that's very interesting <laughs> um, thank you for for that Robert that came from Twitter um, Chris fan of the show has emailed again saying I hated Colette yes um, a terrible movie terrible time but I can't get enough of the screen room popcorn. What should I see this week? <laughs> so I guess, Chris, we're, we're learning a little bit more about Chris every week. And Chris goes to the screening room and loves the screening room popcorn. So that's what we know so far. The screening room alleges that their popcorn is the best game in town. I agree. Do you? I 100% agree. I think it's the best popcorn um, for a movie theater. I do like that they use real butter. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a Cineplex girl. Well, uh... But you know, I still get, I still get the, I still support Wendy. I still get popcorn <laughs> when I go. Yeah, I mean, I, if you go to a movie, you gotta, you gotta have popcorn. Yeah. You can't not have popcorn when you go see a movie. No. Ridiculous. Talk to me at the end of the year after we've done this for like six months and <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. six months worth of popcorn every yeah. week. And then maybe we'll, we'll feel differently. <laughs> You're gonna have to roll um, me into the but screening it, but room. I guess Chris sees a, a movie every week. I'd love That's to know what, I mean. what he's seeing. I, well, we know that he saw Colette didn't like it, so Chris and I are on the same team on that one. What should I see this week? Um, it's uh, <laughs> tough to say. Well, yeah, I don't want to spoil our review, so maybe see if, if, if The Old Man and the Gun sounds like something you'd like, Chris, then maybe try that out. But there's some other interesting movies we haven't seen yet that have opened, but there's a few opening this week that we're both excited to see. Yeah, I'm real excited about The Sister Brothers and about Beautiful Boy. Yeah. So maybe next week will be the week Chris wants to go to the movies, although there does seem to be an interesting documentary about free climbing. Solo. Yeah. Yeah. And that's getting a lot of buzz. So yeah, Chris, if true. you like sort of inspirational sports movies that might be your cup of tea although yeah. apparently it's good even if you don't like rock climbing yeah so lots maybe, maybe that's the way to go though yeah. but wait for our review and maybe you'll be convinced to see the old man and the gun okay um our next uh, question is from kathy who's written another uh, novel here so bear <laughs> with me as i read this um hi mike and taylor i enjoyed the halloween episode very entertaining 
I saw Colette and have to agree with Taylor a bit too long and boring. So that's another person who didn't like Colette. So there you go, that's three of you. Um, I would have enjoyed uh, learning about her life after she left her husband and became a successful author. I agree, author. Kathy. She had an amazing life, and the movie made her seem so boring. Anyways, keep so reading. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the movie, so am I, am I to assume none of that is in the movie? It kind of ends with their divorce. Wow, okay, interesting. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Ahead. Even Sorry. though we're all saying don't see it, but still, spoiler alert, we just spoiled it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, I did like the old man and the gun, and I think Robert Redford's acting has improved with his age. Um, well, we'll find out what we think about yeah. that in a few seconds. Um, and then Kathy goes back to a point brought up last week. Um, regarding the movie A Simple Favor, it would have been a small favor so i guess this is what um referring to kathy is the same person who wrote in last week and called it a small favor which i then mercifully made for a very long time so um yes so saying it should have been called a small favor you usually ask someone can you do me a big favor or can you do me a small favor no one says simple favor so actually they were wrong in choosing the title i was correct yes kathy good i do agree that that a simple favor is not the way I understood the saying. You ask someone a small favor, you ask someone, which I guess, like, that that does make sense. We all know, well, you told us that the movie suffered from poor writing, so even the title yeah, is... no, I, I'm sure they, they made the title. I mean, the title's based on a book, so the book, I think, is titled A Simple Favor. Probably. Maybe, but maybe not. I, I don't I, I don't agree with Kathy. It's yeah. more common to hear yeah. it's a small favor. But I will say, it's Kathy, it's still your fault that you got the name. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um... Sal and Ash, right? Uh, I'm, we've never had a team up. I like this. Question. We really uh, love the show and keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Thanks. Um, what movie would you suggest for a night in during the cold? So I assume it's cold weather. Ooh, so tough. You answer first. Oh, yeah, I thought like you had one. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I'm stalling. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think for me, I, this kind of goes back to the, to the same movies that I would give when um when i'm sick if you're looking mm. for just a movie and it doesn't matter if you've seen it before or whatever like i think the back to the future trilogy the um indiana jones trilogy are two really good movies to watch at any point in time if you don't really want to go anywhere and you just like want to have a really good time with a great movie yeah like i think those movies good but really like any movie you've never seen before so long as like i think if you're looking for like the perfect night in not going anywhere it's cold outside you want to sort of stay warm inside movie i mean i think you want to stick to an adventure nothing too heavy mm -hmm. maybe a light-hearted comedy but nothing too too heavy or serious but yeah those those movies i would say for sure without thinking too long on this because i wish i had more time but because i hate giving you uninformed opinions listeners i would say the goonies That's um, would be a good one for a cold night That's i would movie. think you could go one way. You could either watch a movie where it's really hot, so mm. it warms you up, so like a like a western or like a desert or a tropical island, or you can pick a movie that takes place in the fall or winter, and I would lean towards that, so I would go with The Goonies. Interesting. You'll hear more on our Christmas episode what my picks would be, because I would, for my Christmas list, it's not necessarily going to be holiday movies, but sort of movies you would watch at wintertime. So I'll have more time to think about it. Mm. But right now I'm going to go with The Goonies, Very cool. um, a good, nice fall uh, movie. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, okay, so next question comes from, I think this is Tristan, but it's spelled with a Y. 
I would, I'm squinting because I'm not wearing my glasses. I would say that's Tristan. Tristan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So Tristan asks, um, do you think it's harder to watch movies with actors in it um, that you know you have major issues with mm. elsewhere? So this kind of comes back to our, the reason why I include this question was last week we sort of brought up several actors. Everyone had, we talked about has yeah, had issues. Everyone either like had <laughs> major issues or, and even people we didn't get a chance to talk about in some of our mm -hmm. um, headlines were also about actors who have had issues. Yeah. Some of which are like not their fault and things that happened yeah. and went through and some of which are them being awful people. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, it was kind of a mixed bag last week, but that's a very interesting question. Like, does it, does it change the way you think of the person when you're watching the movie? I would say um, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't struggle with watching them. Like mm -hmm. actors, the only person that I'm apprehensive that I kind of find like super problematic that it hinders my experience is uh, uh, Woody Allen. I can't watch any Woody Allen movies mm. just because he's mm. pretty bad <laughs> as a human um so i would say woody allen is am i that's right the director woody allen mm -hmm. yeah because there's and other woodies too. there's a, other yeah. woodies so yeah. i want to make sure i'm getting the yeah. right woody um so he's probably his work is hard for me to watch but mm. other than that i don't know i guess suspension of disbelief right their characters aren't them yeah and i think that i think if you were to not want to watch a movie with someone in it who's done something that you morally disagree with like that's your choice but mm -hmm. you're also kind of in a way you're you're sort of inadvertently punishing and hurting everyone else who worked on a movie like a movie is not about right. one person even like a movie starring this lead actor like there's lots of movies has Kevin Spacey as a mm -hmm. lead actor there's lots of movies that were produced by Harvey Weinstein by not wanting to watch any of those movies ever again or buying them or whatever you're kind of also discounting all the hard work everybody else put into it yeah, you know? I would say it, it's your moral obligation. Yeah. It's your moral choice. It's if you want to boycott, yeah. like yeah. I would never. If someone told me, "Oh, I'm not going to see that movie because so and so's yeah. in it," I never totally. would judge yeah. that uh, opinion. But that's yeah. not necessarily something I do when going to the movies. Maybe yeah. I should be more selective. I think you put it right. I, I, in my opinion, at least, like I think you put it the right way. I think I think it's up to you yeah. to decide what is going to make you feel the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel uncomfortable to support something from someone who you know they've done something in their personal life that you disagree with, then that should be your choice yeah. to not support them. Exactly. But if, if someone else does or just goes to it or doesn't even support them but just, oh, I'm still going to go see the movie or, oh, well, I can still yeah. appreciate their performance, I think that's okay too. I think mm -hmm. that's up to each of us to decide. Um, I think there are some people, just like you are saying, I can't really look at the same way. Yeah. But I am also kind of a separation of whatever they've done in their personal life, you know, in the past if if i didn't know about this and they have a really good performance it doesn't to me it doesn't take away from they had a really good performance mm -hmm. acting has nothing to do it's a job it had yeah. nothing to do with um their personalities for the most part but sometimes it still colors my opinion of them you know yeah maybe I, maybe i won't rush out to see something there and again or i won't really care about hearing from them in the news anymore but i don't know i, I still think you can yeah, I think we've put it the right way. I think you you decide for you whether or not that, that yeah. you know, makes sense for you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Um, so uh, the last one here, we have Jane from Facebook just wanted to comment that Charlie Brown as a ghost with his rock is the number one Halloween movie. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. We so. didn't include it, but it is a good one. It's all right. I wouldn't say it's the best but <laughs> neither would i <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, Jane is completely entitled to her opinion, and I think it makes a great Halloween costume. And, I mean, it is one of those moments that is pretty well-known. It's an iconic yeah. movie. Like, I think it transcends cinema, like, certain lines. And, like, the, you know, whatever that character's name, pulling the football out from Charlie Brown. Mm. And the, yeah. I Got a Rock. Like, these are things that I think people know outside mm-hmm. of the film industry. So it does transcend in that way, which I still think is the mark of something that's hit culturally yeah. in a really good way. Whether or not it's a good movie, I don't know if that necessarily plays into that but it definitely hit culturally something that has stuck with us i would say it's the the charlie brown christmas special is more iconic didn't they even i don't i don't know maybe jane will know and can correct us if we're wrong but didn't the christmas special wasn't that like their first major one and then they did the halloween one or am i thinking it backwards i mean it would make more sense that they would start with christmas yeah i don't know because it's like a bigger holiday but i don't know i don't know what my charlie brown history Well, thanks, everyone, for the questions. Um, As I said, we did get a couple more, but they weren't really related to last week's episode, so I wanted to get to the ones that were about Halloween before we moved on. Before Um, they get stale. Yeah, and next week we will include all of your questions. We'll circle back. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll make sure you you get uh, read aloud um, on air. Um, If you're wondering how can I contribute to this show, um, you can do that in a couple different ways. You can email us at screeningincingston at gmail.com. So that's screeningincingston at gmail.com. Or you can go on our social media. We're at screeningandygk on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can send us a message. You can make a comment. You can just send out a tweet. You can use our hashtag. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. We'll find it. It'll be out there. Um, But thank you, everyone, for your questions and continuing to send that in. It makes... I don't know, it makes us know that you're listening. It's <laughs> my favorite feature of the yeah, show. I love it too. Yeah, so keep, keep sending in those questions um, and uh, please uh, keep, keep them coming and definitely never fear of, of talking about something that you even feel isn't part of the show because if we can't include it this week like we're going to do next week, we'll loop back to yeah. it. We'll come back and talk about it. Great. Cool. So uh, before we move on to our movie review, I just want to remind everyone that we are live today because of the CFRC funding drive which is going on right now until um friday november 9th so there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved um, in donating you can donate online securely through cfrc.ca you can the, the sort of advantage of going online is you can choose whether or not you want a tax receipt or you want a special gift from cfrc right away um, i think some of the donor levels are right in front of us like you yeah they're accepting donations as low as ten dollars and it makes a difference um they have great names for 25 dollars, you're the alley cat it's all bowling theme this year <laughs> so the big lebowski was kind of like yeah. the big kickoff event was mm-hmm. a dress up big lebowski dress up party and bowling night at the bowling alley um, which is really cool so yeah they're all like bowling puns which is awesome urban achiever that's the big one (laughs) that's the big was that 250 yeah and it looks like you can even get a vinyl record with that one that's great pretty cool so there's lots of ways to donate um, to cfrc go to the website cfrc.ca donate between now and friday there are also phone lines that are open 8 a.m till 11 p.m you can call the station at 613 Five three three two three seven two, or go donate online and give us a shout out. Let people know, hey, I'm donating because I like screening in Kingston. We'd like that, and I can even see the volunteers over my shoulder. They're working diligently. Yeah. They want your call. Yeah, it looks like they're having a lot of fun in there. I saw butter tarts. 
There are butter tarts in there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, we know what we're doing after the show. Um, so now we're going to move on to the movie review part of the show, because we both saw The Old Man and the Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's just dive into it. Like, yeah. what, did you, what did you think of it? Well, first of all, first off, our listeners should know that Robert Redford has allegedly retired from acting. Though apparently he backtracked on that. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he's now saying, ah, like maybe so this, I might. This may or may not be his last movie. <laughs> this may be your last time to see him or not at all. So who knows? <laughs> so I don't even know. Yeah. Well, he's pretty. I think he's 83 or 84. So he, he's getting up there. Yeah. That's a pretty, you know, you not to be rude, but we don't know how many more years of movie magic we have from him anyways. <laughs> so you may want to go see this one just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Okay. And um, yeah. uh, I thought it was, um, I don't know, it was kind of like a feel-good movie. I like when you kind of root for the criminals, which I guess is not... <laughs> Yeah, not I, good of the movie, me. The movie definitely has that feel to it, where the entire time you're really only rooting for him. Yeah. He's, I mean, essentially, the plot is he's a bank robber. Yeah. Um, who, and that's not a spoiler. No, no, that's not a spoiler. He, you learn that right off the bat. He's a bank robber. He's been doing this for a long time. Um, and now, even though he's quite old, he's still robbing banks mm-hmm. quite efficiently. Because like, he loves it. Yeah. 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 So I um, really enjoyed it. My boyfriend thought that it felt really long. The movie's only actually about an hour and a half. Yeah. He thought he was in there for like three hours. You felt the same way. You thought the pacing was a problem. Yeah. Like I I felt one of my really only two problems I had with the whole movie was the first one was pacing. I I just felt that at times it moved very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it took a while to get to where it needed to go. I thought there were a couple, I don't want to give anything away and I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a portion of the movie near the end, which I thought we didn't really need. Like I I felt very satisfied with a particular way it was going to end, Mm -hmm. but then it kind of decided to keep going. And even though it is a short movie, it felt like it, it could have ended. On. It could have ended yeah. sooner. I agree yeah. with you. I don't like how they ended the movie. Hmm. I do like the montage that you didn't like. It's not that I didn't. I, I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. I just felt it was a little out of place. That's fair. I just felt it was presented in a convention way that hadn't been established by the movie at any point right. in time. Like it did that a, a couple times with like title cards and quirky little things that would pop up on the screen, but it only really happened one time, and I don't think. I, I, usually in a movie you're establishing a style of these things happening mm-hmm. and then it's just part of it but it seemed a little out of place yeah that's fair i they could have developed it more i liked those maybe i i liked it so I'm, i wish they did it more so i get where you're where you're coming from here's something for you this is going to be really hard of a conversation for us to have on air when we don't want to spoil anything but wouldn't it have been interesting if the movie was that montage sequence okay like i wish it was that i wish yeah. it was yeah that would have been interesting yeah I, that is my one, um, kind of my complaint with Colette was that the main character's life was so interesting and yet the movie was so boring. This movie is about a bank robber. I kind of wish we saw him rob more banks. Yeah, he didn't do that too much. <laughs> I guess that's not re- like also not really a spoiler, but just so everyone knows, he doesn't rob that many banks <laughs> that and we see. I wish there was more car chases. With that being said, I mean, it was kind of refreshing especially with all the movies that at least the ones i've had to see recently for this show (laughs) it was kind of refreshing to get a character driven movie that was that was well put together like they really did a good job of developing this character yeah it's a it's a good character piece yeah like you you know you do feel for him and you do root for him even Mm -hmm. though he's he's kind of 
the the I guess the villain, but he's not really. He's he's more the the, the anti-hero. Yeah, he's kind of the anti-hero, um, and he's just doing something he's very passionate about, and you feel that, and you kind of get that. On the other hand, um, Casey Affleck's character, I don't understand at all, and I don't get, and I thought it was poorly done and poorly yeah. written and disjointed and mumbly and I don't even know. Like, I know he was, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's He plays the police officer yeah, investigating yeah. the crime. Um, and uh, it's a little, his character is underdeveloped and so some of his motivations are unclear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I, and I think that <laughs> some of that is obviously writing, but also we were just having this discussion yeah. <laughs> because you said, well, you know, it, it was surprising because Casey, Casey Ackler is such a good actor. And I, I responded with, is he? Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if Casey Affleck is a good actor anymore because I've seen too much of the same thing now. He's a one trick pony. Maybe. Maybe he's like he's this, he's good at doing this awkward, bumbly, mumbly kind of sad character. Because that's how I can describe his character in this movie. He's sad and bored, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I may have to reevaluate my Casey Affleck um, pro, like my, my pro-ness for him. To be fair, I, I don't think I've seen a lot of his work, but every time I do see him act, I do enjoy it. But now mm-hmm. that you've mentioned like, oh, he kind of always plays the same character. It is true. Like even his first breakout role was that Jesse James movie with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a sad cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he has in common with Nicolas Cage? They both won an Oscar for Best Actor. Really? Yeah. What did Casey was Manchester by the Sea? Yeah, was didn't that he his? Win that year? Yeah, because he beat. Yes, he did. He he won for Manchester by the Sea, and he beat out Denzel Washington because that was this was Ooh. supposed to be Denzel Washington's big year again with Fences. And the look on Denzel Washington's face, if you find it on YouTube, he felt robbed. Go look this up. He felt robbed. He was not acting in that he moment. He was not happy. <laughs> he felt robbed, and he couldn't believe that Casey Affleck was with that. Enough. So anyway, just throw that go, go look that up on YouTube. Case, I will try to find it and put it out on social media. Coming, circling back to that question about problematic people, Casey Affleck is also often in. The, That's true. Recently, has been in headlines for That's his true. problematic behavior. That's so true. you can't escape them. No. We wouldn't be seeing any movies. Let's put it that way. We could see some Tom Hanks movies. Tom That's Hanks is it. perfect. Depending on who directed it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. So overall, um, overall thoughts. Are you a, are you a see it? Are you a stream it? Are you a skip it? For I'm a I'm a see it. It had a great it had a great soundtrack. I love that it felt like it was. So the movie takes place in the 80s, and a lot of it felt like I was watching a movie from the 80s, which I really like. Um, I think overall it was a good movie. It is not. It isn't perfect, like you said, no. but I think it's well worth a watch. The like ten bucks at the screening room, eight if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's well worth worth it. I'm gonna give it a see it as well, mainly because I also agree with everything you just said in terms of I think the atmosphere of yeah. the screening room is perfect to go see this. Yes. Movie. Yeah. Um, I would say don't go to a multiplex. No. Go to the screening room. Yeah. Go to an intimate atmosphere. Get some some amazing popcorn and watch this movie because it it, it is, and it is like short and maybe for some people mm-hmm. it won't feel as long but you know it, it's a short movie that that really develops a good character. It's a very interesting um, vehicle for Robert Redford. If you, you're a fan of his, if you enjoy his career at all, I think you would like this movie. I feel like it's kind of like a classic, like, 
American movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like there's horses in it, and you see like nice <laughs> classic cars and yeah. the highway. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. It feels like that that kind of movie, like a. It's almost like a road movie without being a road movie. Yeah, yeah. So if you like that kind of nostalgia, like America, Americana, you'll mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, definitely go uh, go check out um, the Old Man and the Gun playing at the screening room mm-hmm. right now. Um, I know it's uh, got showings all, all week, and I don't think it's it's gonna leave right away. I think it's gonna stick around. For I think a bit. it's gonna be one at least um, another week. I went out Saturday afternoon. It was quite packed. We went in the evening and it was it was full. We were glad we got there yeah. a little early. Go then go get your tickets if you can for for that movie. Um, we're both saying a see it for yes. Old Man and the Gun. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so um, we're about to move on to our uh, beloved segment. <laughs> uh, back again. Uh, not a great plan, but before we do, um, I just want to once again give a little shout out to CFRC for its annual funding drive going on right now. Um, uh, there are a lot of events that are happening throughout the week. It's not just about donating. It's about celebrating um, CFRC and coming to some of the events. Um, so there is a poetry night that is going on tonight at the cool. Elm Cafe. Um, Where? The Elm Cafe. Do you know where that? It's kind of sort of up uh, Montreal Street um, on your sort of way up to the north end of Kingston. But Never it's, heard of it. It's this really lovely little cafe that's on, I believe it's on the corner of Montreal and elm um but it's yeah it's a really really cool. nice little place very small and intimate so if you are looking to go to the poetry event i would get there a little early i think um the doors open um around seven o'clock so cool. i would get there a little bit early there's also the trivia night at the grad club cfrc style trivia night this thursday night so you can bring teams and you know answer questions but 100 almost my, 100 history my <laughs> face was like what do they mean yeah. cfrc oh, style what uh, what fantastic what's the best fan question ever to come in on screening in kingston maybe that will be a question <laughs> uh, who's cfr who's screening in kingston's biggest fan Chris. Chris. Um, and then also on Friday, there's an open mic night at uh, the Grad Club featuring a lot of local musicians um, in Kingston. So you can go to those and donate um, whatever whatever you have in your pockets, loose change, whatever you can donate to CFRC, or you can donate online through CFRC.ca. Cool. Okay, let's get on to our... Uh, well, I guess this is... Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to introduce this segment anymore. We're just going to dive into it because it needs no introduction. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener, Not A Great Plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not A Great Plan. That's right, it's not a great plan where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. The Deadwood movie is in production, but HBO could probably still cancel it. Not a great plan, not a great plan. We got a double not a great plan hmm. there. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> Mr. Stark does not want this does movie to go not forward. Want the Deadwood movie. Um, so I mean, I I mean I know Deadwood was a TV show. It was a phenomena. And, and <laughs> Twelve now, years ago. Now they're saying, okay, we're we're interested in making a movie, but we could still cancel it at any time. Yeah. 
why would you say that? Like openly? Why? Like, did they give um, any context? So I don't know. The article I read was just largely uh, like, oh, they finally have been able to get the original cast together, so the movie has gone into production. But because you know, uh, the way movies work, it could still very well not come through. So don't get oh, your hopes up. I see. So it's more of a warning to people saying this could still not happen not like we could just cancel it whenever we want to like, yeah like i think gotcha. it was just more so like uh don't get like i said don't get your hopes up so it was it's been 12 years since the show went off air but it's kind of um i wouldn't even say it's a cult favorite like it just is an hbo favorite like carnival so when it went off air people that i guess there was always an intention to make a movie but obviously it was hard to get the cast together so this movie is going to take place 10 years after the season finale mm -hmm. the events of the season finale but again the way that production works although i don't know if hbo has already green lit it i i think it would probably work out <laughs> yeah I, I guess i guess to me the reason why including something like this in our segment is to say like as an I don't know why you have to be that transparent. Like, why can't you just say publicly, okay, we're working on it, and then later, if it doesn't happen, yeah, it doesn't rah. happen. This is sort of like a, do be careful out there. It's almost like they're warning it's the like fans. like a clickbait like, yeah, title. Don't get but anyways, into, but. the news hmm. for our listeners is that the it has been greenlit, okay. the movie. There will be a dead um, Not a good plan. Do we even care after 12 years? Like, that to me is more the conversation piece. That's a good question. You know, like... I think I remember my mom loving this show, but if I asked her today if she even remembers Deadwood, would she? I mean, she probably would, but mm. whether or not she would care if there was a movie coming out, that's what kind of are. It's been so long, are the fans. And this happens quite a bit in Hollywood where they really go back to an IP, something that people recognize from years ago, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting that they, uh, <laughs> they don't, uh, they don't seem to think that that will be a problem and yeah i don't know i, I don't think i think there's more examples of that not working when, yeah when you go back you know that long ago and try to recreate something that people loved from then but again who knows maybe, maybe hbo we'll people are pretty devoted yeah. like my mom's been a devoted hbo person for years so it is what it is okay what's the next headline shack and ken jiang to work odd jobs on new reality show because why the hell not what reality show oh <laughs> does I, it have a name yet <laughs> i think i for i think the show's called unqualified which is kind of <laughs> low-hanging fruit i feel like there's another show called unqualified so let me get this so so shack which is shaquille o'neal the former nba star and ken jung who was in crazy rich asians he was on community he was in the um those all those movies about the bachelor party or hangover the hangover yeah yeah um and he used to be a doctor and he used to be a doctor the fact that they're teaming up cool okay i'm already kind of interested but <laughs> like this sounds so ridiculous that i might have to watch it and i think it's gonna be on oh, i forget the name of the channel it's the channel that's on like the peach tree network and tbs it's on i think it's tbs on tbs like <laughs> which network. we don't even get in canada anymore no, but it's a huge US it's gonna network. be on tbs <laughs> so, and they're gonna wow. be like you know like dental hygienist well that kind of makes sense for Shaq because i think tbs is huge when it comes to basketball like they do a lot of, oh, okay they have like a huge sports contract like i think they're if i'm not confusing them with someone else i think they have a huge right maybe i'm thinking tnt 
Yeah, I might be thinking TNT. Then the classic movie. No, I mean, no, maybe it is TBS. Because I think TBS I would make more sense. I don't sense. know. We haven't had that station in such a long time. Yeah. I, remember it. I just, <laughs> it's a loss because they used to play 24 hours of a Christmas mm. story at Christmas. <laughs> so that's my oh, biggest. Yes, yes, Literally, I remember. just no matter what time you turned on <laughs> TBS. Not on Netflix? I mean, you, you probably. I mean, you could do your own twenty-four hour Christmas story, yeah. but it was something different Keep about it on the background. Something different about turning on a TV channel. You and know how some that. people on Netflix they just put the fireplace on in the background. Yeah, I've, I did that last yeah, year. Yeah, just throw on a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same thing. I might do it this year. Um, okay. Anyways, so yeah, whether or not that show will be good. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, what's the next headline? Steve McQueen is tired of gloomy movies. Wants to try making a musical. Not a great plan. Yeah, don't do it. We have two musical headlines for you today, and I know this is going to get you riled up. Don't do it. Why would Steve McQueen need, like, why? He said that he's, the world is so sad for him right now, He and he's made audiences sad with movies like Shame and Hunger and 12 Years a Slave. He's ready to bring some joy. You know what the biggest difference between those movies and all the movie musicals that I'm going to say have come out in the past five years? They're good movies. Steve yeah, McQueen he's a good director. Fantastic <laughs> movies. Why would you want to go to a genre that, like, what? What, what is he gonna? Like, what? What's he gonna direct? What? What musical? Does it he didn't even. It didn't even say. He just said he wants to direct a musical. No, no ridiculous. It's, it's also idea. quite the jump. You know, most people would transition into comedy first <laughs> to just jump right into musicals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the mark of a good director is being able to show. I think some ability to do different genres so i mean and and whatever i I think Stephen queen has earned the right to do whatever but i don't know i just i don't want to see that i don't want to see a out of Stephen queen i want to see more of those like the movies you just listed i want to see more of those apparently before he made his um sort of movie direction debut he used to he was like a video director Hmm. so he has kind of I don't know. The article's like, it's not that weird, but I still think it is. I think it's it's (laughs) a bit of a... You're reaching. Okay, well, but I guess that's also a testament to to the work that Stephen Queen has done, where it's, you know, we feel that it's a bit of a leap because of how strong those movies are. And yes, sad and heavy and all those things, but they're impactful, and, and I think they do great things personally I didn't for the even world, realize so. when reading this article it was the first time I realized that he was responsible for that whole body of work which is each movie kind of stands up yeah so sure go go fine if you want to go direct Mamma Mia 7 or why doesn't or he just get Waterloo, then go, go why do doesn't that. he just get like a hobby to cheer him up or just yeah. go see a musical on Broadway and be happy for five minutes like, I don't understand <laughs> okay what's the next one Peak TV is reportedly making it way more dangerous for stunt people to do their jobs. Not a great plan. Why? So essentially, um, (laughs) because they're... It's already dangerous enough. Yeah. (laughs) So apparently because there's such a demand for television, um, you know, they're producing things so quickly and so much more that um, the standards for stunt coordinators are becoming even lower so essentially so let me backtrack stunt coordinators don't have like a governing board or a certification like you don't go to stunt coordinating school and get a diploma so essentially um and there's not a lot of people doing the job to begin with but now because there's more productions being now that there's more tv shows and movies being produced Mm -hmm. stunt coordinators are in higher demand i could see that but there isn't 
So essentially, movie sets are under such demand to have these really high-quality, realistic stunts, but there's no one there to kind of maintain safety levels. Does this make sense? So people are dying. Like last year, I think two or three people have died, and it's literally because um, the stunt people are overtaxed, and there's no... uh, there's no sort of governing body to say like these are this is the standard we need to meet in terms of safety. Well, and I think I think that that's probably you know a smart move to put those things into place. Like you need those standards of practice. You need it. You need to change if if the movie industry and the TV industry is changing, which I think it is. There's there's more than I think there's ever been. If there's a like you're saying, if there's a drawn need for them. You have to put things and in And the place. viewer is more sophisticated, yeah. so we want more realistic yeah. stunts. Yeah. Um, it would be irresponsible for anyone to not change with the times in this way. And this this is where not changing with the times, which is a pet peeve of mine, when people won't change and won't grow. Old fogies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, this, is, this is where it can become dangerous. You yeah. have to change and grow with the, with the industry that is changing and going into a new direction. The not a good plan is the fact that yeah. the industry <laughs> isn't putting in safety putting measures. Safety, yeah, no, <laughs> or, yes. I totally. That that deserves a second not a great plan if I was able to play that, but I'm not because <laughs> we're live and I have a I have a finite amount of not a great plans and I already lost one, so I don't want to But no, <laughs> no, it's not a great plan. But I guess the good news is um, if you're looking for a job as a stunt person, they're <laughs> definitely hiring, Vancouver included. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Because, well, you know, Vancouver is a hot spot for yeah. filming, right? So Great time to get in to the industry but you might die <laughs> yeah you you might die but maybe you can help make new safety regulations yeah wouldn't that be fun hmm. cool okay um let's go through the next headline the color purple is being remade as a movie musical not a great plan well that almost didn't work um kind of like not a <laughs> this um, musical not working well, the color purple has been made a broadway musical Yes, so they're so, adapting that Broadway musical. This is misleading because they say, oh, The Color Purple is being remade, which is stupid because technically The Color Purple is a book. So if anything, there's going to be a new adaptation, but they're literally adapting the the, mus- the Broadway production. Yeah, so they're taking the Broadway production and making it into a movie. Yeah, that's no. what the headline should yeah. say. No. And Steve, Steven Spielberg I and... I say Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen is on board. <laughs> on board hey, they haven't attached a director to it yet, so he Steve may McQueen. very well fill the this position. This is your chance. <laughs> but uh, Oprah and Spielberg are producing. They're attached to the original film. Oprah's attached to the Broadway production. Mm. So I guess you could say it's in good hands, but we know how you feel about musicals being made into movies. <laughs> just because, yeah, just because they'll be bad. we'll see but it's gonna be oscar bait you know the the original color purple launched so many or it was a career-defining movie and i think it was oscar buzz when it came out so and it you know it was a good movie and i think that um i've never seen it i'm sure well it it, it's worth seeing okay absolutely no it's definitely worth seeing it's a good movie i just think i'm sure the broadway musical is good i haven't seen it won a grammy whatever (laughs) Casey Affleck's one best actor. Yeah, we know. So Nicholas Cage. Like, what? What do you mean? Take Why awards you throw, with the gray in a Grammys at me. I'm first? letting I'm letting the audience know. Well, the audience, the audience, I'm sure agrees with everyone else in the world. It's like this sounds like a great idea. I'll be there opening night. Um, 
<laughs> I just think, I just think I don't want to see any more terribly done movie musicals. If they can make a good one like Chicago was or something Chicago like that, Chicago was really good. Then I'm interested. If they can't, then I just I don't care. Um, I'd rather just, I'd almost honestly, I'd rather they pour that money that they're gonna make. Or, or spend sorry into this movie probably going to be like a hundred million dollar yeah. movie I'd rather they put that into marketing it on Broadway put a yeah. hundred million dollars into the marketing campaign of Color Purple on Broadway and go see it in New York so let's just take a quick moment you said Chicago is a good film adaptation of a musical yes what makes a good film adaptation of a musical for you because those actors aren't known for their singing no but they they, they did good they technically so first of all you have to sing well yeah. If you're going to do a musical, the singing has to be good, which it was in Chicago. You have to have a strong vision as a director as to why are people starting to sing. Because in, in musicals, the convention is it's replacing a monologue. Mm-hmm. So when you're on stage, usually there'd be a monologue here in Shakespeare. We replace that with the moment you would normally have a monologue. You're actually going to have a song. It's like an inner moment. Great. So you have to, as a film director, find cool moments and ways to input the singing so it makes sense, so yeah. it works within the world, which they did in Chicago. They made it a performance. They made mm-hmm. it a sort of out-of-this-world special thing. They really stylized it and made it interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I think uh, it moved well. It was an interesting plot. It never... It's the same things I look for in a, a good movie. Right. But I think the fundamentals are you have to be able to sing well, if you're going to do the music, music has to be good, um, and you have to work within the convention of musical theater in an interesting way. And Chicago does all that. You have to translate the theater to film. Yeah, yeah. For, for example, Into the Woods did not. Into you... the Woods missed it completely. That movie was <laughs> dreadful. Not only singing-wise was it subpar, it was also terrible in terms of how they decided to do this show, right? which has a concept and an interesting elements to it, it the way they decide to do it. I think it missed the mark for me. Not to beat a dead horse, but what's your stance on Moulin Rouge? Um, whatever. Oh. It, it's, it's fine. Leave me alone. That's my sentence <laughs> on it. Like, whatever. I, Moulin Rouge is okay. Um, I watched it a lot more when I was, like, a teenager in my early 20s and kind of appreciated it. And back on it now, it's a little problematic, but, you know, it's okay. Okay. But that to me is still different because it wasn't a musical first. Right. It's a, it's a, it was just a film musical. It was a film that they were just trying to make into a musical and they were just doing, and that's, to me, that's completely different. Okay. I, there are, there are more examples of that going very well than taking something from Broadway and trying to adapt it. Well, they're very different mediums, right? Like theater is very different from film. But again, listeners, you don't have to listen to us complain about this. I'm sure sure we'll get lots of fan questions. I'm sure I've opened a can of worms that we won't close for another month. Like A Star is Born, where we just keep talking about it every episode. But that's fine. December, I think, is the release date at the screening room. For A Star is Born, we're going to come right back to A Star is Born this December. And I like that. I like when people disagree because it opens up new ways to communicate. Oh, yeah. Everyone out there, if you have your favorite uh, musicals let us know write in write in next week tell us what your favorite musicals are that are movies and let us know why you like them yeah I like that okay what's the next headline Michael Shannon to star in millennial heist thriller that sort of sounds like the bling ring not a great point so that's a lot of words I don't know Um, I know (laughs) you know who Michael Shannon Shannon is is, right yeah what's the the bling ring what so the movie? bling ring is a sofia coppola movie that had hermione in it when did that come out <laughs> a couple years ago and it's based on a vanity fair article a bunch of 
about a, a, a I haven't done a lot of research, but allegedly a true story about these young women who robbed celebrity houses in LA. Really? So that's, yeah, it's a comedy. It's a comedy about these girls robbing celebrities. And I think real celebrities are in it. Like I think Paris Hilton. Oh, that actually sounds it. really interesting. If you like Was Sophia, I've never seen oh, it. Okay. I'm not a huge Sophia Coppola fan. Um, and I also don't really like, um, it's Emma Watson and then another girl that's pretty she's in American Horror Story right now I'm pretty sure she's the other one blonde she's a uh anyways I can't I can't okay. remember. I can't sorry you just can't say girl blonde in, in, <laughs> no, me in Hollywood oh <laughs> American Horror Story blonde how can you not know yeah, who I'm talking no, about I'm... but anyways um it's a it's a Roberts it's a Julia Roberts brother's daughter Emma Roberts no yes maybe yeah maybe anyways there's an Emma Roberts she's one of the Roberts is it. Anyways, okay. long story short, bling ring Sofia Coppola. So it's, and it's essentially about young people robbing celebrities. Oh. So that's why the, the literally the, the plot of this movie, again, is, but the only difference is it sounds like they're robbing kind of regular rich people as opposed to celebrities. Oh, okay. It's a little less interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I'm assuming Michael Shannon will probably play the police officer only because that's kind of how he's normally cast as, you know, like the mean authority figure. Was there a police officer in the Sofia Coppola one that was kind of chasing? I'm not, her? I'm not yeah. sure again. Okay. I assume because it's a heist movie, right? Normally what was the name of that movie? The, the Bling Ring is the original okay. one. I, I might check that out. I might try to watch that because that sounds interesting. I mean, robbing celebrities are kind of like a... Yeah, it, it, uh, it's not, from what I understand, it's not her best film, but... I've never heard of it, so I didn't even know that that came out yeah. yeah so anyways i like michael shannon a lot he does typically play grouchy mm -hmm. kind of morally dark mm -hmm. characters but he does it well yep. and he's a very interesting person so stay tuned for that stay one stay tuned for that okay what's the next headline mike myers says it's looking good that we'll see another sorry i uh <laughs> I that think was I a got, technical issue. I got Sorry. cut. Why don't, why don't you just say that one again? <laughs> Mike Myers says it's looking good that we'll see another Austin Powers movie. Not a great plan. Well, I mean. Do we this, want another Austin If this was 10 years ago, I would be the first person to go see another Austin Powers movie because those movies are hilarious. Yeah, they're but good. it's been so long. <laughs> I know. And if he's doing all the characters, you know, he's older now. So. Yeah. Right. It'll be very much like seeing Cher in Mamma Mia 2, where you're just sad. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're old now. Yeah, or, or did you see that really awkward and awful thing they made Betty White do on, I think it was the, the Emmys, where she no. came out and basically they let her like riff and talk, but she's like 90-something. I'm still alive. Yeah, My like, friends are dead. Yeah, it was very awkward, and it just made you feel really sad. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I feel like that movie will be. It right. will see. Mike Myers is really funny, so I wish kind of he would just do a new character movie. Um, uh, it didn't go really well when he did The Love Guru. I know. I know. <laughs> so we'll see. So, you know what? Why can't we just accept the fact that it was, it was great at the time, um, he made three very great Austin Powers mm -hmm. movies. You can still appreciate those on their own without seeing anything new and let it go. What, what? Release Just, yeah, rewatch the yeah. old ones. Release a, if you want more money, re release a DVD box set of all three of those together, digitally remastered with a, with a bunch of extra stuff with, you know, maybe a picture in picture of him doing commentary yeah. about the whole thing. Whatever. Like, people I, would buy it. Yeah, people would buy it. And, and you know, why... Uh, 
why do we have to keep revisiting things? Let's just tell new stories and do new things. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, I don't, I can't imagine Mike Myers is hurting for money. But you know what? No, I wouldn't imagine. He probably so. just loves the character so much. And that's, honestly, that's great. It's just, it's so long as it's good. If it's another one of these movies that we are going back to 10, 15, 20 years later and just trying to rehash things, so far that hasn't worked really well. So. I would like to see where Dr. Evil is. Like, you know, 10 years later, where's Dr. Well, Evil? spoiler alert for the third one. He's Austin Powers' brother. Yeah, that's so true. So now they're living in <laughs> harmony. Yeah, but obviously he's going to flip. He's going to go back no, to no, being I think, evil. I think it's going to be Seth Green's character. Scott's going to be the evil one. And they have to team up to That would actually be a down. really good movie. There you go. Mike Myers, if you're listening, you can have that one for free. Actually pay us. Yes. <laughs> to, to work with you. Okay. I would love that. Uh, Hire do have, me. Do we have one last headline? We do have one last okay. one. Let's hear it. Gladiator 2 in the works from Ridley Scott. Not a great plan. So... We just <laughs> I talk about comments, sequels coming. Yeah, all my comments to the last one, <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah, except we won't even be getting the the title character because back. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If you've never seen Gladiator, this movie's like way, almost twenty years yeah, old. Go out and see Gladiator, but please, like, mute for the next one second. He's dead. The yep. main character's dead. So, so who the heck's gonna be in this movie? Uh, you know, maybe it's a, a Star Wars from the dead. They do that in Star Wars, right? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on, though. That's different because Star Wars... Has the Force? No. Star Wars is good. And they've figured out ways to, to continue a story um, in a meaningful way that still connects to this family, um, the Skywalker family. Right. So, yes, I. but Russell Crowe's character, I don't think, had a kid. His family, again, spoiler alert, his whole family's dead. So what is this movie about? Like, they're doing a Gladiator 2 without Russell Crowe. And, like, kind of the plot of the movie, again... And without Joaquin Phoenix, who's I, also great in that movie. Yeah, amazing. I don't... I'm not too... I don't feel too bad about spoilers because this movie is so old. But essentially, the whole premise was that he's trying to be reunited with his dead family. So it yeah. ended... Yeah. It ends, like, to me, that's how it should end. I don't think the story needs a sequel. But the article I read says it's going to be about... Joaquin Phoenix's nephew in the movie. Oh, um, you know, like he, he, Joaquin Phoenix plays like the emperor, and yes, he has a there nephew, was that little boy, yeah. who was the nephew who was. In but it, yeah. I don't even remember that nephew playing a big role, so it seems reaching to no, me. Not that I can remember now. But uh, if Joaquin Phoenix plays a ghost, I don't even think Romans believe in ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix plays a ghost. <laughs> you hear, you heard it here first, an exclusive. On Again, Ridley Scott, so. call me up and hire me. I'll write. I'll do the screen treatment. <laughs> you know, just another example of something. But again, I, you know, as much as we complain about this, it's pro it's probably based on the fact that they think people will only go to see movies that have that name. Like, they, yeah. they mainly want to just take the name Gladiator and do a, a kind of a new movie, but they need to connect it loosely so people watch it, which I think is sad. They think the intellectual property is profitable. Which I still don't agree with. I think there's I think there's lots of independent movies that are really good. Yeah, they, they don't have the budget behind it, but no one's throwing the money behind it marketing-wise, and I think you should, because there's lots of great original work out there. They're just... They, they don't trust that it's going to do well enough. Yeah, I know. Have a little bit more faith in the audience wanting new things. Yeah. But what are you yeah. going to know? Get your act together. Hollywood. Hollywood. 
again, hire us. Um, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Yeah, well, <laughs> our local community we, yeah, show. We, we're just we're just two people talking for an hour to apparently quite a few people. But we got a lot of ideas, so, Mike. Oh, we, we do. We know? have ideas. Absolutely. Can and, we execute? I don't know. Um, so this show's gone off the rails. <laughs> thank, uh, you for, <laughs> thank you for tuning in today. And I hope you stuck through this episode. This is not our best. <laughs> uh, well, you got to do. Well, you, you know, we came in here and it's, you know, last minute to set things up because every program's live and we're just trying to keep the energy going yeah. in there. So it's a little different than, than normal where we have a few minutes. I don't think we were that bad. I th- uh, well. Right in. Right yeah, in right and tell in. us. Right in. How bad were we on a scale from 1 to 10? Give us individual episode? grades. Yeah, give us an in- yeah, that's good. That's good. Give me a grade. Give Taylor a grade. Give us some... <laughs> comments next Chris week. will let us know. Oh, we're going to regret this next week that we're asking <laughs> for this. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Just mm-hmm. a reminder that the CFRC funding drive is going on right now until November 9th. That's right now until Friday. You can call in anytime from 8 a.m. until 11 p.m. You can donate on CFRC.ca anytime you want. Um, please give if you can. This is a great radio station. If you like our programs and some of the other ones that are here on CFRC, um, this is how we keep going, is mm-hmm. by your donations and, and your support. So go to CFRC.ca for more. Give us a little shout out and let people know that uh, you're you're visiting the site and you're donating because of our show. Um, but otherwise, um, we will see you next week. We hope to see you at some of the fundraising events this week. Um, but otherwise, we will be back next week at three o'clock on tuesday we will we'll let everyone know on social media what we're planning to see we don't know yet but we're gonna maybe we'll bump into you at the movies yeah go see movies um thank you everyone for tuning in um and we uh will hear from you um hopefully soon (laughs) right in tell us what you thought about the show thanks everyone bye